For me, I keep searching for the line until it moves me. Almost without exception, I need to have a time in writing my song where I shed some tears. Then I can know that was real. That resonated with me. Welcome to the Renovari Podcast, a place for honest and unhurried conversations about interactive life with God. I'm Grace Pouch, sitting in for Nathan Foster. Our next encore selection takes us way back to episode six of the Renovari podcast, recorded in 2015. Nathan Foster talks with his friend Brian Morricon about prayer. Honest prayer is something we craft, something we work on and mold until it rings true to how we feel. Sometime after this episode was recorded, Brian became Renovari's Director of Communications and Special Projects. But Brian also is a talented musician, and he knows a thing or two about crafting words. He talks here with Nate about writing songs and finding words for authentic, heartfelt prayer. Hey, Brian, I've, um, I don't know if I've told you this, but in terms of uh, musicians, you're like in my top 10 of favorite musicians. I don't think you have told me that. That, that really means a lot to me. Well, who am I joined by? <laughs> who are you joined? Well, it would be a very eclectic uh, eclectic group. I, I, th- I think we'd have Dave Grohl in there and, and you two. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, you're in good company. Good. I, I'm imagining us all around in a room as you're saying the names there. <laughs> <laughs> Hanging out. Yeah. Little Louis Armstrong. I put him in there too. All right. All right. <laughs> yeah. The room's getting more interesting. Hey, what, what I have really appreciated about, about your work as a musician is the way that you've been able to um, really write from the heart and um, put words to your prayers of sort and, and internal groans. I wondered if you could share a little bit for us about uh, your writing process and, 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 and if it fits in with uh, as a prayer. My process. I just had a songwriter meeting last night, a songwriter group that I'm helping to facilitate. And one of the shared concerns of everyone that that prevented people from getting their songs out was fear of not being able to say it right Mm. or uh, feeling like you had to write certain things or or in certain ways and so I think just first giving yourself permission to to be honest and Psalms are a wonderful example of of that. Just before we got on, I googled psalms by category because I wanted to know how many psalms of lament there are. Mm-hmm. If, by my count, it's 68. Wow. Nearly half. Uh, somebody else can check that out and go deeper on it. But it's you know, some of those end without resolving uh, mm-hmm. but many of them resolve with a 
vow or a promise to to hope at the mm-hmm. end mm-hmm. but but some don't um, and so I, my my particular process it it um it pulls a lot from finding my feelings in other people's writings, in particular in scripture, mm-hmm. and putting myself into the place of the story, a sort of Ignatian style, you know, the Ignatian meditation where you imagine yourself as a character in the story. Mm-hmm. I, I like to do that and to find my my feelings uh, by becoming a participant in in a story, whether it's uh, Abraham and Isaac or being one of the disciples on the boat in the storm or mm-hmm. uh, things like that. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, in the case of the one song, the, what can I do on the album, finding my story in your story, even though our, our stories are wildly different, but finding my feelings in, in what you were saying and, mm. and that really giving, giving uh, voice and inspiration to, to get out what was in my heart. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, that's helpful. So in, in a sense, then by sharing in someone else's story, you find your own voice in that. Is that Exactly. Exactly. And, and just knowing that you don't, you don't have to be original. You don't have to to try and be brilliant. In fact, you'll, you'll be more, come across as more original if you just try and plainly state Mm -hmm. uh, Mm -hmm. what you're feeling. This is, this is real helpful in terms of, cause when I, I usually think of, you know, kind of starting with my own story, but yet there are pieces when I read other stories, whether biblical or, or, or not that I, I relate or I hear aspects that are kind of my own story in that. Um, so I, I like that as kind of a starting point, particularly if people aren't comfortable, you know, starting with their own story. Um, yeah. Yeah. And if you were writing your own prayer or writing your own psalm, my dad is a counselor, and one of his favorite activities for people is to have them write their own psalm using psalmic language. (laughs) Uh, And even you can just lift phrases right out of of the psalms or or ones that come to mind. most people listening to this have read over the Psalms enough that that some of those phrases ring in your your soul. You know, mm-hmm. Lord, come to my aid, um, and uh, and yeah, and then I, I think some of your own story will can begin to flow after you. You start maybe with borrowing somebody else's something. It's kind of like in a song, you you. Might start just uh, riffing off of somebody else's thing, or totally rip somebody else off, and <laughs> and just put your own, own words in. I was like, you know, it's like standard twelve bar blues. I, I don't know anything about <laughs> blues really, but 
you listen to all those songs and they kind of, it's it's sort of the same song sung over and over again with different words and it's the it's the soul singing it mm. that gives it its unique personality mm-hmm, mm-hmm. even though it's the same dun, 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 or whatever my yeah. baby don't left me dun, dun, dun. you know <laughs> it's the same whatever it's the same structure yeah yeah <laughs> and it's sometimes it's some of the same words but it's uh when a different person sings it they, they bring their own voice uh-huh. to it uh-huh. well it, i mean in one sense sometimes i'll get thinking about um you know is there really anything original that we're all just borrowing off of you know whether it be ideas or thoughts or or creative expressions we're just borrowing other people's experiences and you know work and then adding our own texture to it um yeah that nothing exactly. new under the sun kind of thing um yeah you know you mentioned something in the psalms that that um boy i i i really like and and that many of those songs of lament um end with a, a resolution um, sometimes an untidy resolution but what i like about it is they feel authentic to me Yes. It, it, yes. it doesn't feel like a, oh, now let's just smile because Jesus loves me kind of thing. Right, right. Um, yeah, I believe that's that's what every soul is hungry for. But in particular, the church, we are, we are desperate for that authenticity. And as a songwriter, you, I, I notice it more in that area, missing... Uh, from our songs, uh, you know, what's typically labeled Christian songs, uh, there's oftentimes, and I don't want to un- unfairly stereotype, there's a, there's a lot of beautiful music in that, um, classified that, that way, but mm-hmm. um, a lot of times they're, they're just, it feels like there's something missing like like the whole story is not being told mm. that's the beauty of scripture right you've you've got uh tamar driving a peg into somebody's head uh in one part and and you've got um a beautiful story of uh, uh redemption or someone jesus raising somebody from the dead mm. but even in jesus raising somebody from the dead there's but he had to die to get to that story, <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I think it's the it's the the nitty gritty part of things that that uh, we're missing a lot of times in in the mm-hmm. church, and and mm-hmm. we need both. Some people can swing to the opposite extreme. In particular, artists are guilty of this, where a lot of the great genius artists are very depressed Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and it's almost like you you come to serve the art as an end in itself and you know getting out what's inside of you it becomes the end game i've just got to get out what i'm feeling and i've got to do it in this way that's that is artistically satisfying to me and so you end up with these really brilliant works of art made by incredibly sad people. Mm-hmm. And thus, I, I think the result of indulging in those works of art uh, can bring a lot of sad sadness and hopelessness, at least to me. I've noticed I, I have to to say no to some music that I really, really 
appreciate artistically because it affects my soul mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so much. And so it's finding that way to to write honestly, but to come to a point where you're going to tell your soul the truth mm-hmm. even when you don't feel it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's what I love about the Psalms. Praise the Lord, O oh my soul. I'm no theologian, but there's some deeper part of you uh, that's beyond just your your mind. I think it's the thing that makes us truly human in the image of God, that part of you that can say, uh, praise the Lord, oh my soul, not just in a, a grin and bear it sort of way, but I've acknowledged my feelings. Oh God, why have you forsaken me? Hmm. Um, but yet... Uh, I will, I will praise the Lord. I, mm-hmm. I will rise up uh, again to praise Him mm-hmm. and see His goodness in the land of the living. Mm-hmm. Ah, I mean, there's power in that to, <laughs> to me. It, you know? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's good. I mean, I can. Um, I mean, just to to share a little bit. There have been a handful of times in my life where. Um, uh, I've, I've really been very candid and honest in my prayers to the point of uh, yelling and um, pounding on the steering wheel type type prayers that it, that often end in tears. But here's the interesting point: is that without fail, it always seems to come around to some sort of resolution, however untidy that is. And what I think, I'm just thinking out loud here, when you're talking about some kind of artist or or songs that kind of stay in the hopelessness, what I think it is, is there's a sort of submission to the process and submission to uh, hearing the voice of God in the midst of our pain or angst. Um, And and that something in that um, brings... Um, um, maybe hope or uh, doors that that open, even 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 though things aren't necessarily tidied up. Yeah, um, yeah, I think you're right. Hey, one of the things that um, that I've noticed. So you know, in the essay, I kind of towards the end there um, left with this idea, or maybe hope that other people will um, take some time to write some of their prayers. Um, and whether prayers of thanksgiving or joy or, or of lament. Um, and I've had a, a really enjoyable time working with them, not just writing it, but then spending time with the words and crafting them and just living with it a little bit. Um, but one of the things that I think is a hindrance, and I don't know if it's just Americans or uh, in general, humans, but that we get this idea that if we're not really good at something, then then we shouldn't even do it. Um, and and I know you've had a journey with uh, perfectionism uh, in your art, but I wondered if you could share a little bit about uh, the, the importance of uh, not holding on to having to be perfect at something to do it. Yeah, it's it's one of the unfortunate byproducts of growing up is is somewhere along the line we we learn or someone tells us or we think that we're we're not good at at, at something and so we just cease trying when you're 5 
years old, everybody who's five is good at drawing. You know, <laughs> I watched my my little six year old draw something and she, or paint something, and she is so proud of it. She is so pleased uh, with with it, and just oh, free. My wife is trying to get into painting and and is trying to learn from our daughters that just the absolute freedom they have to, to be in that moment and just whip some paint up on a canvas and, <laughs> and, uh, draw a little heart and whatever comes out. And, and they, they have so much life and, and freedom there. And so I, I have found that, um, allowing yourself to, to type or, uh, in particular, I, I've been drawn lately back to, uh, journals and and pens and i noticed that i'm in a i'm in less of an editing state of mind uh when i'm with pen and paper hmm. now, someone else may be just the opposite maybe there's more weight to them for writing in a pen and paper and they when they sit at a keyboard there's less resistance and they, they're just able just to close their eyes and and type so whatever medium frees you up to uh to write without editing Mm -hmm. um some great writers said write drunk and edit sober (laughs) (laughs) it's Hemingway I believe (laughs) uh and I I I get it I get why why I said that because I haven't attempted that one yet but but finding that place where um well, you can let go, right? Where you can let go, yeah. So, mm-hmm. so enter in with with the Lord, and so in in lieu of of alcohol, uh, you know, to to spend uh, a few minutes of quiet with Jesus, getting doing some um, Abba, I'm yours prayers for a few minutes mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. to a place where you can um, you can write without. Uh, without self self editing. Mhm. Mhm. Well, that's good. Yeah, I know for me I will just write free flow and then often put it away and come yeah later to it and just begin massaging it and working with it. Um now I think there's something to um art in general uh that the, the it's never complete or never done or never the way that we maybe feel it or envision or want it to be. But it's coming to some acceptance of that, that um, words, however wonderful they are, they, they always fall short in some way. Or yeah. They never – for me, I, I told Christy the, the other day, I said, I need to learn a new language because I'm running out of um, words that – <laughs> give me what it's in my head. Um, yeah. But accepting that, that I'm, you know, um, I think for me in my own crafting of art or prayers or writing is to just, it, am I honest? And did I put the time in and, and is it, you know, did I pour out what I felt like I needed to pour out? And then, and then I try to just let go. And if, it's good or not good or, you know, people will measure it as good or bad. I, I try to not, um, worry too much about that. Um, that's good. That's good. Yeah. And when you get to the crafting 
part that's a lot of what songwriting is that's what i enjoy most about it is whittling down uh this big massive feeling into a few lines Hmm. for me i moves me Mm -hmm. um almost without exception i need to have a time in writing my song where I shed some tears mm-hmm. uh, where a line comes out and it's, it rings so true that it moves me to tears. Then I can know yeah. that was real. That came, yep. that, I, that resonated with me mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so much. It stirred up something in me. Uh, that's, that's true. So that, that's always mm-hmm. what I'm looking for. Boy, and wouldn't, wouldn't you rather... I mean, I'd rather have something that was born out of, you know, something so deep than to write something that others would praise as good. Yeah. Um, You know, I've had that a few times where I'll write something and and there's just tears all over the keyboard. And uh, man... I love that. Yes. It's, uh, it's therapeutic, but it, it also moves me into the heart of the Father in really, yeah. really beautiful ways. Yeah. Um, wow, this is great, Brian. I, I really appreciate you taking time to share some of your wisdom and experiences with us. Yeah, thanks, Nathan. Please give me grace to be weak. The moment I'm strong, I get up and leave. Where am I going in such a rush anyway? My heart's tap of love is running dry. Tried to fix it myself and clogged my mind. I'm knee deep in need, your touch to put things right. God of self-control I worshipped my will like it saved my soul made sacrifices but nothing satisfied it
are good words, spoken and sung by Brian Morricone. You can find links to Brian's music in this episode's show notes and check out his website, morricone.com, M-O-R-Y-K-O-N.com. I'm Grace Pouch, and you've been listening to the Renovari podcast, which is made possible by donations from people like you. You can support this podcast with a tax-deductible gift at renovari.org donate. Renovari is a Christian ecumenical renewal effort, which offers resources and experiences to help people become more like Jesus. You can find articles and other resources at our website, renovari.org, and you can sign up for our Friday newsletter, Renovari Weekly. This podcast is produced by Brian Morricone, who also wrote the opening song titled Be Kind. Thanks for listening. Okay.